Welcome to House of Hoops, episode 34. It's Monday, October 5th, 2020. I'm Jeff Hausman, coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. Thank you for listening. Let's get on with and introduce the rest of the crew. On the phone is Laddie, the former host of some radio station. Laddie, what up? <laughs> what up, dog? <laughs> What's up, man? Also on the phone with us is my good friend of over 20 years, Bo Brady. Hey, hey, hey. What up, man? I was trying to do my Krusty the Clown. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Uh, on today's show, we're going to have fun. We're going to cover the finals. we got a little bit of news. As always, folks can reach us on Twitter at House of Hoops, H-A-U-S of Hoops, and on Instagram at House of Hoops Podcast. And you can call us at 901-365-75. The lines have been dead. Call in to get three minutes. You can literally say whatever you want. So what's going on, guys? How are you? Good. Doing well. Good. Everybody's okay. Yes, doing great. Deep into the coronavirus mm-hmm. pandemic, everybody's okay. That's a good thing. It's a good start. Yeah, feeling like it seems like masks work, mm-hmm. and uh, we should continue to, you know, be careful and wear masks and. Hopefully, we get some sort of vaccinated herd immunity um, in, a, in a safe time frame. Mm-hmm. I can get behind that. You know, here in Memphis, they just, yeah, uh, sure. over the week, they opened up all the bars back up. So, there's a little, yeah. bit, of a, little bit of a gold rush going on. Yeah, how is the, how is the bar scene and all that, you know, the, them being open? And- I don't know. I don't think a lot. I think a lot of people aren't going out. And if they are, it's smaller groups. They're only open till like 10. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing because everybody, that, that would encourage everybody being there at the same time. Mm-hmm. But right. they also can't stay out later. And if you're in a bar, I don't know your experience, but the longer you're there, the more you drink, the more your decision-making and judgment gets impaired. Absolutely. <laughs> you start doing 
things you maybe normally wouldn't do if you were sober. So I see both sides is basically what I'm trying to say. Yeah, my question is for those who have had COVID-19 or been infected with the coronavirus, I guess they can go out. I don't, you know, I don't know who's driving that traffic. I'm certainly not going to dine in a restaurant, but people are. And I've often wondered if they are, if they've had it, they're just over it. Have you not, have you not gone to a restaurant? We've eaten outside, but I'm not going to eat inside. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Kate and I, we ate at a restaurant today and we sat outside on their patio. I think you get a lot of people that just want to support their local businesses. Maybe it was places they were going to before. I think a lot of it's that. Like people are coming out to show their support, which I I can't hate. You know, I can't hate on that. It's the people that are lining up to go into Chili's all at the same time. Like, what, what is your thinking to do that? Or uh, not even Chili's, but you know, like any, I don't know, terrible corporate restaurant where you're going to get bad food and not have a good time anyway. Right. <laughs> like, why are we lining up to do that? I don't know. People have different motives. Some people just don't care. Some people are over it. Some people are sick of it. Some people just want to get on with their lives. I think it's almost to a point where it's like, fuck it. But then you also get tons of people that are being extra careful, cautious, and they're just getting in and out of places with to-go food. Right. I mean, who's to, who knows what's going on in their head? If you could take a poll somehow and figure out, like, what is your reasoning behind being here today they'd probably just say they were hungry <laughs> you know yeah no i don't know it's just, it's just weird now like I, I mean i'm all about people going out and doing shit you know but like be careful wear your mask and all that kind of stuff but now it's still like wow it's like dude you i don't know it seems like there's like a stigma like if, if, if you're if you have it you know what i'm saying it's weird yeah and like if you're not doing the right shit to like not get it it's, mm-hmm. it's weird yeah it's hard to say that it's somebody's fault because they caught COVID. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, what did, what were you doing, you know? <laughs> but some people are being reckless. I mean, some people are just being straight-up assholes about it. And that's probably not going to go away. That's just whatever they've got in their head, they're, they're going to keep going about things that way. Like, people right. that will come straight up to you in your face and tell you they are wearing their mask when it's just hanging off their ear. It's like, oh, okay, you're just being disrespectful on purpose. Like, what the fuck? Good luck going into a government building or to even go vote with that fucking mask hanging off your ear and then say some shit like that and see what happens. But for some reason you feel okay saying it to me or somebody that's in my situation as far as what they do for work, which is 100% dealing with the public on a massive scale every day. It's it's a weird thing. There's weird shit going on out there, man. Like, people are trying to make statements by not wearing masks, and it's like, you know, keep it up and see uh, how well that goes for you. There's no doubt in my mind there's another spike coming because the flu season is, I think, pretty much among us right now. I've seen a lot of people getting sick and it's not been COVID or it has been COVID. It's been both. So there's uh, this is the time to be extra cautious and extra careful, I think, in the next coming months. Yeah, I 
But try to tell that to somebody that won't wear a mask because of some political idea or some shit. It's a mess. I hope it's not. I mean, it's all, yeah, it's all it's crazy shit. Yeah. Not to bring things in on a shitty note or anything. I mean, what were we talking about? We are talking about the well-being of each other. Glad that we're all doing well. You know, shit's going around. It just is. Who's got their TV on? Is that me? Yeah. <laughs> the Astros. The no, they already game. won today. Yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk about that later. This is, uh, just, what is my news? It's just this listening is, uh, to the post game. It's got the football, the football game. game. <laughs> yeah, they got fantasy football going. I knew it. Yeah. You got Mahomes? <laughs> I did, yeah. I had him. I had Hill. They played it about that. All right. I have George Kittle in my He's fantasy football team. George Kittle crushed it this week. Who is George Kittle? He's plays tight end for the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, I, I could tell you like 10, maybe five players in the NFL. Maybe two in the, in the uh, MLB. Mm-hmm. Actually, maybe zero in the MLB. Okay. Well, George Kittle's arguably the best tight end in the game right now. I'd okay. Say, I'd say. Dude is a beast. It's basically a wide receiver, but they play him at tight end. He does some blocking. He's a big dude. All right. Anyway, let's start with TV's off. Let's start with, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> TV's off. Let's start with you, Bo. What you been up to last week? My mom is up from Memphis visiting. Oh, cool. So it's nice to get some help with around the house with the kids and mm-hmm. the distance learning. We uh we went Saturday to a state park, and then Sunday we went to a different state park. It, the weather's been nice, and it's it's been fun to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I went to the dentist today and got a bunch of x-rays and my teeth cleaned. It was a little weird to take my mask off. Mm-hmm. But uh, Did you have to get a COVID test first? or No. Uh, the dentist office, is, he has individual rooms for the exam rooms, and then he runs a UV light that uh, for 15 minutes after each person's been in the room. So I felt pretty safe. I felt like his his mitigation strategy was pretty reasonable. He's taking precautions, rightfully. Yeah. So. yeah. He was a nice guy. It was my first time to this dentist. He was a nice guy. Oh, good. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think if I've done it. Watched a little basketball. Did you watch anything uh, on TV? Anything good? I watched SNL and South Park. <laughs> I watched some. I saw South Park. <laughs> South Park was good. You were talking about the the mask hanging off the person's face. I was thinking chin diaper. <laughs> yes. yes. Can we wear your chin diapers? He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not to spoil it for anybody, but I was very happy about, you know, Randy had to beat off in this episode quite a bit. <laughs> that, that made me very happy. Randy's the best, isn't he? <laughs> he's he's just the absolute best. And I haven't then, seen uh, South Park in forever. Uh, I've never missed an episode. <laughs> really? Never. I mean, I don't watch them. I don't watch them broadcast, but I, sure. I've seen every single one of them. It's a good show. Man, I haven't seen that show in forever. I mean, I'll watch like the, some of the funny episodes and shit. You know, I go back and watch them, but like. Man, I, his dad runs a weed farm. <laughs> like all this sorts of shit goes on. Mm-hmm. It's pretty funny. Randy is who I want to be one day. Randy's great. We, Becoming uh, Randy. I was just talking about Randy right before we came on air with uh, 
some of the guys from the night court, you know, Evan and uh, Broach and those guys, <laughs> we were talking about Randy. I think he, he was a better character before the weed farm. Like, now there's, like, almost too much of him. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, there's yeah, never yeah, too much I Randy. I disagree. <laughs> I, disagree. I, disagree. I completely disagree. I Just give, he, like, Randy beating off, like, what more could you ask for? <laughs> it was great, but I thought it was more funny back when he would just kind of pop in and play well, guitar. Well, the focus was on the kids. <laughs> or, or when he said that baseball yeah. game, oh, I'm sorry. I yeah. thought this was America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. I hadn't seen it in such a long time, and I noticed the same thing, Jeff. Yeah. Like, it was it was the kids who they had all the focus. Now it was all about Randy and this farm yeah. and all this shit, and I'm like, what is going on? Like, Yeah. If you if you hadn't watched you know, it for a while and then you dipped in, you'd be like, what? Is this the Randy Park or what is this? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I felt that way. Yeah. Well, I read, I read, saw an interview with Trey Parker and Matt Stone from like a couple of years ago, and they were saying that as the shows evolve, that they've become, as they've gotten older, they realize that they are, they are Randy now, <laughs> and so right. I think that they relate more with Randy yeah. than they do with the kids, and so I think that's why we're, that's, I think that's why we're seeing so. So much more Randy's because those guys just yeah. relate with them now. <laughs> you know, yeah, kids. I can see that. <laughs> you know, kids, I can play most of these songs on a real guitar. <laughs> Dude, like, what was the one? Uh, Cock magic. <laughs> There's so many. I mean, the the global economy is not going to matter the day after tomorrow. <laughs> Remember that one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's so many good ones. To find the best Randy episodes, I bet you could find them on the internet. If you like Google top 10 best Randy episodes or something. And to rewatch those old episodes, that would be a good time. I may have to get into that this week. Yeah, there's a list here, but none of the names are ringing a bell. Read them off. So they have number one, it's, it's a French episode. Creme Franche or some, something like Cream that. Cream French. Cream French. That's the cream French one. Oh, is that what that was? Where he, Fuck, he starts cooking or something. Yeah. Cream French. There you go. Sharon. Sharon. Bring me uh, my cream uh, French. Uh, is that when he's starting to do the wine tasting too? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like he's, he, it's, it's, I'm not, it's a hobby. I'm not an alcoholic. And he's like, he's like slugging like 10 glasses of wine. We, would need Evan on. He would be an expert in this topic right now. Should we call him? Can I phone a friend? Keep going. All right. So we have Cream French, Broadway <laughs> Bro Down, The Losing Edge. Now this one, I is that the one where he's fighting everybody? The one I was talking about. Maybe. Yeah. Because they're trying to lose the baseball. Yeah, game. the the baseball game. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have overlogging. Which oh yeah I remember that one that's the one where what about us loggers who like to yeah that's that's the one where <laughs> they're looking for internet oh is that the one okay all right yeah and then else. <laughs> I, f- I forgot what what porn he got into but anyway, yeah he got some <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the with apologies to to Jesse Jackson I guess he puts his finger oh, yeah. up his butt is no, that what he does no, he's like apologize and, he, and oh he apologize like, kiss his ass. <laughs> Oh, kiss his ass. That's what it was because of the <laughs> because of the um, wheel of fortune thing. Go ahead, kiss it. Yeah, 
Um, the racial slur episode. <laughs> oh my gosh. I that and that came out a long time ago. I played that for my grandparents. They're big Wheel of Fortune fans. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? People that annoy you. Yeah, well, you can bring that up. I have nothing to say on that. Oh, it was terrible, but it, it was I mean it was, it was topical. It was, They're always topical, yeah. South Park, you know? They're edgy, yeah. they're topical, they're not scared. Yeah. That's what makes it great. Kiss it. That's what they say. Kiss yeah. it. Kiss Ap- it. Apologize. Apologize. Kiss it. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the margarita episode. I mean, it goes, we could yeah. go on forever. We don't have to, I guess, but it's kind of fun to just talk about South Park for a minute. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Shout out, Evan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right up Evan's territory. He loves that shit. They call it the pandemic special, and then it's about a pandemic special. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The name of the weed. Well, right. that's that's what's crazy is well I, well, I haven't seen a lot of the subparks, and so I went on to catch up a little bit beforehand before this one I saw. You know, the pandemic, and I saw the Halloween special, and the whole time it was about weed that he grew. There was a Halloween special weed. And it, it kind of was st- uh, kind of stupid to a point, you know, like. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be about the kids. I thought the kids were gonna have a hollow, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's it's all based around Randy right now. It was just funny in its own way. Sure. Laddie, why don't you uh tell us what you did this last week? What did I get to do last week? Nothing, I think. Did, Man, yeah. I didn't do shit. <laughs> what could you do? Man, I didn't do shit and it felt good. Like I was online like looking for jobs. I was calling people, letting them know what was going on, but basically like this shit goes down. I think Friday is when I'm furloughed for two weeks. So I'm Friday is my last of the two weeks. Yeah. This Friday. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I've already like, you know, it's all good, but, uh, it feels awesome that to do shit. <laughs> yeah. Plenty of time to watch hoops. Man. So that's what I started doing. Right, is I don't really like scary movies. but I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to start watching scary movies. And so now like every day I'm trying to watch a scary movie. Hmm. in october to get to get in the holiday spirit you know i like it yeah so i saw a, a movie the other day it was uh, the house uh the house down the street or whatever all right it's got jennifer lawrence jennifer lawrence and Liz shoe and it was pretty good so yeah and it, i don't think it was that scary it was like a psycho thriller did you ever see tucker and dale versus evil it's hilarious it's like a, so. it's like a halloween i'd, like, halloween I'd like to see that that's a really really good movie Oh, what have you seen that movie with uh oh it's like a it's like the title's thank you for not watching or something uh, oh, it's like the guy turns into a horse kind of thing sorry to bother you it's not really scary it's just kind of weird and i think halloween appropriate we need to do that next week jeff give like halloween movie recommendations but laddie i'd put that on your list sorry to bother you and check that out it's worth Are watching you- yeah, I already wrote it down. Sorry to bother you. Yeah, I want to. Is it on Netflix? Do you know? I had to get it on uh, from the library at DVD last year. It's on Hulu. All right, I got that. Hulu. Hulu. But I'm a library. I'm a library guy. We get free DVDs from the St. Paul Public Library. It's awesome. You won't go into a restaurant neat, but you'll go into a library. I'm in and out of there with my mask on in like ten minutes, five minutes. <laughs> and he's not putting his hands in his mouth or on food. My mask never leaves my anus. There you go. I mean, my mouth. You know that the the mouth and the butthole are not inside your body; they're outside of your body. I think I saw that movie. Sorry to bother you. 
Any big actors in or anything? Yeah. Danny Glover has a brief cameo. That dude from Atlanta is in it. Danny Glover. Yeah, he's in it. Yeah, whatever his name is. He's good. Always like him. Who? Uh, the sing- the singer dude? No. Oh, yeah, and Laddie, to, to, to your point about the library versus the restaurant, you should see the six people that were in the library with me. They were <laughs> definitely have not left their house for the entire pandemic. <laughs> nerds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe I'm one of those nerds. Well, clearly you are. <laughs> but you've gotten awfully nerdy over the years, but that's okay. Let's see. So, Laddie, nothing really to report this week. You've just been hanging out, working the lines. Yeah, man, just yeah, doing that, watching baseball. Just chilling, man. Just chilling. That's, okay. That's good. You, I mean, what else are you going to do? I don't know what else you could do aside from, like, jumping right back into the game and getting a job somewhere, like uh, bartending or something. I know you used to do that. I've actually been working this week, unlike a couple of guys I know on this podcast. Yeah, yeah fuck what's you. Up? Work, work, give me work. Yeah, it hurts. I played golf on Saturday. That was fun. Me and Evan went and played. How's Evan at the golf? He's not bad. I beat him by I think. You had to throw that in. Either four or six strokes. He can hold his own. He's gotten really good over the years. I mean, we I just all that uh, schmoozing. We, yeah, well, he should know because you know he's living that corporate life. He needs to learn how to play golf. Yeah, he fucking came up to Minneapolis and didn't even... He's like, oh, yeah, sorry, I can't hang out. I got corporate seats for this basketball game. <laughs> really? No, he was busy. I mean, it was like... It was a work trip. Anybody that comes up here for work, they are, they're busy. This market is, is demanding. I get it. It's a big market. Anyway, um, uh... Anyhow. He's gotten better. I mean, when we first started playing golf, I guess we were probably in our late 20s. And, uh... We would just do it because it it was like, wouldn't it be hilarious if we went and played golf? <laughs> and we'd go and we'd just have fun and drink beer, hit golf balls. But uh, over the years, I mean, we've just played more and had more fun. Like It was more fun to like hit the ball well and play well. So we both just kind of got better over the years. And it's something he can do with his dad and his stepmom. Nice. Also, it gives like us a reason to hang out other than just like sitting around drinking beer or something. Like crushing Budweisers. Yeah. We can uh, actually like go do something, hang out, kind of catch up a little bit once in a while. But getting him out to play golf is like one of the hardest things to do because he's just so lazy. <laughs> That's funny. He doesn't like to play. Yeah, you gotta get something, man. He don't like to play unless it's like perfect weather. <laughs> so I got him out this week. Laddie, maybe you and I can get out. Shit, I don't really have a lot of time off, but we should go sometime. I got, right. I got some free passes. You can use one. Shit, yeah. I was kind of surprised you didn't hit me up to play golf at all this week. Yeah, I just uh, didn't want to spend any money. Yeah, I understand that. So uh, I was like, yeah, I just don't want to do anything. <laughs> and I literally did... I, did nothing. I played on the internet and did all that stuff and talked to people, did all my stuff. But other than that, man, I didn't do shit. I get it. But uh, we were playing golf. I pulled a muscle in my back or something. I can't really move my head. I've been trying to stretch it out all day today, but I started feeling pain yesterday. We played Saturday. Hopefully tomorrow I'll wake up and I'll be better. We'll see. 
aside from that, I watched a little TV, watched a bunch of basketball, just kind of filling the days, you know, trying to stay busy all day, every day. I watched this one thing on Netflix called The Playbook. And the only reason I watched it was because Doc Rivers was on the cover. And I guess it's hmm. about, I guess, I guess it's about like coaching, like in all these different sports. The first episode is about Doc Rivers. It's very interesting. I, I would suggest maybe just watching the first one, see if you like it. It was really good. He talks about all the sacrifices he had to make in his life to be successful with his dream. He talks about the whole Donald Sterling thing and how that all went down and what was going through his mind at that time. Yeah, that'd be kind of crazy. He talks about Boston. He talks about Tony Allen a lot, which is kind of interesting. Um, he should. He talks about embracing pressure, putting yourself purposely in pressure situations. He has like a motto. It's like pressure is a privilege. It's just a different way of thinking, and he goes about things. I really respect him as a person and obviously as a basketball coach. And uh, That sounds interesting. I'd like to – I yeah. think Doc's a super smart guy, and yeah. I'd like to I'd like to see that. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's an easy watch. It's not very long That's- either. That's interesting about the pressure thing. Yeah. And I think he's right. It is a privilege. Yeah, it's super uh, interesting. I don't I mean I get I don't really get myself in pressure situations yeah. much anymore unless I'm on the fucking highway. <laughs> and then it's like you're taking this too seriously. And it's like, no, I'm not. Our lives are in our hands. My hands. <laughs> well, they really are. I mean, you're behind a car. You don't realize how unsafe you really are. Yeah, people I get honked at all the time in the city when I'm driving slow. <laughs> I'm like, you fuckers, there's kids everywhere and pedestrians. Anyway, that's cool, man. Yeah, it was interesting. I'm going to watch some more of them, but I just, I kind of flipped it on just to watch that. And I'll, I'll go back and see if any other ones are good. Yeah, I mean, I, I could totally relate to the whole pressure thing because I'm constantly like putting myself in pressure situations. Not because I want to, but because of the nature of my job. I'm just like, if it's something, I've said this before, but if it's something I don't want to do or like I feel like it could be having a bad outcome or I'm just hesitant to do it, like that's how I know I have to go do it. I have to put myself in that situation and overcome that, you know? So I could definitely relate to it and it was a great watch to me. Speaking of Doc Rivers, he got a job immediately after parting ways with the Clippers. He got hired by the Philadelphia 76ers. Dude, he might be able to turn them around. Turn it around. I mean, they're already a good team, but I think Yeah, but I think I think I think he he's a really good coach. Well, dude, the Sixers got a steal. And I understand why he was let go by the Clippers. They traded their entire future to win now. And they got knocked out in the semis. That's just not good enough. And he's been there for a while. Maybe a good opportunity. What do you have? Three. He was up three-one, right? They were up three-one and lost that lead to lose the series. That can't just be overlooked by a team that was supposed to be in the finals. Right. The Clippers invested too much into winning now to accept losses like that. I think that's how they're looking at it. I think it's twofold. I think that they did lose in a despicable fashion and that Doc Rivers was not Balmer's guy. That was 
that was uh, Sterling's guy. So that was the perfect excuse for Balmer to be able to put his footprint on the on the team. I mean, the, dude, if you're a billionaire like that, you have an ego. If it works out with with Doc Rivers, then you're just you were gifted that. But if it's not working out, you want to you want to do it yourself, basically. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like those guys have such egos. Even if the coach is awesome, you want to have your own guy in there. That makes sense. I feel like they were lucky to have him. Yeah, I agree. You know, Doc Rivers is awesome. I know Lionel Hollins is on the Lakers, but I still think it's crazy that Hollins never got another coaching head coaching job. I was listening to one of the uh, games this week, and uh, the announcers were talking about Lionel Hollins, how he's not in the bubble, but he's still like a huge piece of that coaching stra- staff. Yeah, I heard that Steve Van Gundy was talking yeah. about that. Like, no, he's he's definitely involved. Just because he's not there, he's still having an impact. Well, he's like watching practices and doing all that other crap. He's but, probably just he's seeing what's going on in the court and he's putting his input on adjustments. Yeah, Hollins. I still give Hollins a ton of credit for that. Everything that happened in Memphis. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think it happens without him. Getting yeah. uh, Mark and Zebo and Tony Allen all on the same page like that, like Mike. Would have been fine with anybody. Everybody knows that. But getting all of them to buy in and uh, toughen them up a little bit. Yeah. I think he did a great job at that. And we've I've said it on this podcast. I'm sure you guys have mentioned it before. But we all thought it was bananas that he was let go after making the Western Conference Finals. And that was a bad move. And we related it to the 98 Bulls when they – broke that up and it was like you got no right we've already gone down this road we don't have to do it again but. well actually i have some thoughts about hollands and the grizzlies and heat culture but we remind me when we get get to all that we can get into that yeah we can we well, yeah we'll uh we'll get into the games momentarily here i just want to cover and, a little bit of news but yeah did you see um that isaiah thomas had some kind of hip surgery smoothing something or other that he might be ready for next season whenever next season is i did see that so he says he's ready for next season says it's finally erased his hip pain he's 31 Man, i hope so he said God, he's, he's awesome he said he's 31 and he finally feels 31 again i think he can still play he, he's a free agent he was traded from Washington at the deadline and the Clippers waived him. So he's a free agent. It'll be interesting to see what kind of money he brings. I think he'll get a minimum deal. There's no way. Even just as a backup. I mean, I think he's a good dude to have around. And if he is honestly healthy, somebody will sign him. He said he's working out twice a day or some shit. Like he's, I mean, he was a great player for quite a while there. Boston. He'll get a spot, maybe as a backup. He'll find a backup, out. backup. Yeah, he might have to be a third string guy. I don't know. He'll get a chance to prove himself, no doubt in my mind. I think he's a good dude too, so that'll go a long way with him trying to get a job. I think he's a good locker room guy. The NBA ratings are down. They're way down. They're about half what they were last year for the finals. I've talked to a few people about it. I talked to Brian one night, you know, Brian from the podcast. People just, I think, aren't watching sports in general. I kind of did like a little polling at my job where I would just randomly ask people that would come in and like sports gear. 
be like, hey, you've been watching any of the games or you've been watching this, you've been watching that. And most people are just like not interested. They're not watching. They've got other shit going on for one. They've got their own jobs to worry about more than ever. They've got more family stuff going on. Kids are at home and whatnot. And people have said that it just feels different without the fans there. They're just not as interested for whatever reason without the fans there, which I thought was interesting. Some people have said that they think it's the political statements being made by athletes that are affecting what people are watching or whether or not they want to watch the games. Brian had mentioned something that kind of caught my ear was that people aren't really going out to places to watch games. I don't when know. you can, everything closes so damn early. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but how does that, going out to places, uh, that, that shouldn't have anything to do with the ratings. Well, that's what I was thinking was that the games are going to be on there anyway. But in general, I think people just aren't watching stuff. So if you're not going out to watch the game, maybe you're not keeping up with what's going on in the baseball playoffs or the NFL season that has in like week four or in the NBA finals or the playoffs at all. So I think maybe you're I think not watching it at home either. Yeah. I think everybody's routine is just so jacked up that it's hard to at 7 PM sit down on a whatever day and commit to a, to a basketball game or whatever. Mm-hmm. Have you looked at the NFL ratings? Do you have any clue on that? They're down. Everybody, they are. Yeah. I think everybody's, down. I think everybody's routine is just so fucked up and everybody's stressed out. I think the whole year is so fucked up. I think it's, I think it has to do with everything you just said. Yeah. Everything you just said. I mean, people, I know people who are not watching it because they don't have the time, you know? I mean, remember they were throwing all NBA games. Remember they were at like 12 o'clock in the afternoon, two, three o'clock in the afternoon during these games and to finish the season, the playoffs, like people are at work or you're at home, homeschooling your kid or doing something. You don't have time to be like having that just rolling out. So I think that has something to do with it too, like you said. Mm-hmm. And then also, I, I mean, I know people that they politically they don't want to do it. They go, I don't want to see this. I mean, you have those people that are, you know, shut up and dribble people, you know, that are just saying, and they don't want to do it for that. Mm-hmm. So that's going to take, that takes tolls in it. Like it I or think, not, it's a real thing. Yeah. And I, and I, I think it's just a, a lot of shit's going on and they're just trying to hurry up and get rid of the season. And we're just kind of looking at it like, well, Sports are already fucked. We might as well put them all on like the back burner of other shit. So more people would look at TikTok than watch sports. Isn't that crazy? They're more concerned about that kind of shit than sports right now. <laughs> Pretty wild times. The ma- like in the Masters supposed to start soon? Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure. I think the Masters is it's one of the most prestigious golfing events ever. And then it's kind of like eh, it's happening. I've seen, <laughs> but there's nothing. Yeah, I've seen people talking about it. I think that is. About I, yeah, I saw to a commercial up. today. Yeah, I saw a commercial today about it. Well, you were mentioning the times, so the games were like early in the afternoon and whatnot. I think that yeah. plays a part in the NBA now too. The games are starting pretty late. Sunday, the game started a little earlier. It was like six thirty or something, but they've been starting late, like eight o'clock at night, and that is a little. That's a two-hour game. I mean, if you're working it, if you're getting up at six, seven o'clock in the morning the next day don't necessarily want to stay up watching a game like using the last hours of your night watching basketball you're probably Uh like 
with your family or something, you know? But yeah, ratings are down. Brian said he does think activism plays a role. I think it does too. Yeah. It's, un- it's unfortunate that that would skew somebody's opinion on whether or not to watch a sporting event. Yeah. I've talked to other people. They've, they've just lost interest. There's too much other shit going on, like Bo was saying. Like, uh, like what? Like these sports are just aren't that in- important right now, which is not wrong at all. But that probably explains why our listener, our uh, listening numbers are down. <laughs> <laughs> if you ask me, I'll tell you that's why. Does anybody listen? That's all I'm asking. I think we have people that listen, but I don't think they listen in a timely manner. I think they listen whenever they have fucking time, and it's like. It could be weeks from now before anybody hears what we're saying right now. But I don't really know. If we could get some feedback somehow, you know. If only we had a way for people to get in touch with us. How much is an advertisement on Instagram? More than I'm willing to do. I was thinking. No, about, I, that, yeah. How much is it, though? I, I guess I got, my, sis, my sister knows. She does ads on Instagram. Shit, I got no idea, man. I'll ask her. For what it's worth, I've never seen your sister's ads on Instagram. Well, you don't follow any tarot stuff card things i do and i've never seen them really you're in a, you're in the tarot shit i was gonna say damn i didn't think so but <laughs> i'm a gemini though i'm a gemini that's that's uh gemini. that's not tarot that's uh Astro- that's astrology that's completely irrelevant <laughs> one more thing i want to get to in the news before we get into these games obviously the delante west thing but i think i'm gonna skate past that there's not much to say there. I'm more interested in the Marcus All story. I mean, Delante, he's getting help, whatever. Like, I'm I'm happy for him. But like that story well, is so deep. I'll say I'll say this about Delante is he's got such deep rooted mental health issues that right. the Mark Cuban thing is nice, but if Delante doesn't want it or, you know, whatever whatever, whatever, like you just it's it you could hear the same story in two years. Yeah. You got that, and I really didn't feel like getting into the whole backstory for our listeners yeah. that don't know who Delante West is. The story that caught my interest this week was the Marcus All story. So I don't know if you guys saw this. I did. Okay. So early in the week, it was reported Marcus All was leaving the NBA to play in Barcelona and signing with the right. FCB Barcelona, which is the uh, Spanish team. The uh, Barcelona coach said there were no discussions with Marcus Allo. I can't say the coach's name. It's like Sarunas Jasaviskavis. Jasaviskavis? Is it what's his face? What? Yes. Um, yep. It's Jasaviskavis, the guy that interviewed in Memphis. Yeah, it is Sarunas Jasaviskavis. Ah, yes. Jasaviskavis. He played in the NBA. He, he's from Lithuania. <laughs> He just didn't. He's he was a good player. He played for the Pacers and then played for the Golden State. He was good, but just I mean, some some he's just sometimes those dudes, kind of like what's the the guy that had the 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 bald guy that the growth hormone thing for the Grizzlies, the grease guy that played at Florida State, Nick Calathis. Yeah, Nick like Calathis? like Calathis, like Calathis is good, but he was able to go play in Europe and be really good well he's actually on that team that barcelona team nick well, there yeah there you go like those are dudes are like the same player so they're is, good uh, they, they can't really shoot but they're 
they're hard nose, play defense, and then you put them in a European system, they're they're, they're great. So is Nikola Mirotic. Uh, I can see why Gasol would want to play for that team. I mean, yes, Kakevich is supposed to be a good coach, and and he knows Kalaitis shit. Well, the coach says there's been no discussions. So I think a Spanish reporter broke the news. He broke the story. It may have been him just like wishing that it would happen. I'm not sure. But it appears there's been no discussions. But it could happen. I mean, Gasol is a free agent. He's 35. He lives in Spain. That's where his family is. I think Pals is pal of it over there right now. I'm not sure, but I was thinking that maybe Pal was headed over there and they would play together. I bet you Pal, they just had a kid, Pal and his wife, uh-huh. and I bet you that he had that kid in Spain. It's very possible. Pal seems to be at the end of his career. It also appears Barcelona would be very eager to have Mark. The coach over there said that they would absolutely... It's, it's Jessica, Jessica Savicis. You can say it. That's fine. But he, he said he said they would he did say they would be very eager to have Mark. I don't know if it happens. It appears everything's still kind of in the air. It may have something to do with like what kind of offers Mark gets here in the states in the NBA. That's what I would guess. I mean, if I was Marcus All and I could go play back at home and not deal with the American politics of everything, I would just be gone. Yeah, and he gets to be closer to his family, play less games. Play way less games. Gets still. He's made, he's already made like. Oh, he's made all the money. Two hundred million dollars and won a championship. Yeah, like he he could he could still walk away. He could retire and not play another basketball game. Mm-hmm. But you for know, anybody and you, be a Hall of Famer. Right. Both of the Casals take playing for their national team very seriously. If he played for that Barcelona team, that would be kind of a warm up for the Olympics. Well, yeah, and he wouldn't be playing in the NBA. Like he wouldn't have to travel right. as aggressively, play less games, and then he could, you know, the the Spanish club would be sympathetic, way sympathetic. I mean, not that NBA teams are not sympathetic to the Olympic stuff, but mm-hmm. Gasol could play in two or three more Olympics, maybe four more. Yeah, and how cool would it be to play with your brother again? You know, mm-hmm. and take one last run at the Olympics. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. I could see it happening. It it is important to note that we're less than three months removed from a similar situation involving Pau Gasol in Barcelona. Pau was reported to be on his way to Barcelona in July, but uh, it was shot down by a member of the club's board. So that never happened. Yeah. But maybe if Mark is coming too, you know, he can talk him into you know, hey, I'm only coming if Pau comes. You know, right. Uh, I haven't heard any updates since looking into this story earlier in the week, and I don't think there will be any until I think, honestly, Mark is going to see what kind of situation he can put himself into in the NBA first. I mean, he's got an agent that's going to be looking to do the best thing for him. Right, it's also leverage, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If he just says he's going to do it, then he has no leverage. Hey, let's uh, listen. Let's get into the playoffs. What happened since last week? Okay, the playoffs started Wednesday. The Lakers won the first two. Miami won the third. Next week, the games are, what is it? Bo, put us through the schedule for next week. Okay, so we have game four tomorrow. It's going to be, I don't know if you knew this, it's in Orlando, 
but Miami's the home team. LA's favored by seven and a half. And then the next game after that is Friday. And there's no line for that. Yeah, not yet. And then the next one would be like Sunday, I think. Mm-hmm. So let's get into some house lights. House lights? Yes. Highlights? House lights. Now we are forced. Oh, I see what you did there. (laughs) (laughs) Now we are forced to talk about LeBron and the Lakers. You've been avoiding that all year. Yeah. And I personally have been paying more attention to like what the Heat are doing. I'd rather look at the games from that perspective as much as I can. Um, I hadn't seen Jimmy take over a game, you know, like MJ would. Saw a little bit of that in game three. But those first two games, I think I heard Jimmy say on the record that he felt his team was nervous in game one. Like he could sense it. Like the players were nervous. A lot of those guys have never been to the finals before. A lot of them are young. Yeah. One of their best players is a rookie. Yeah. Uh, One of their best role players is a rookie. Yeah. And Bam is yeah. a third-year player just kind of getting into his own. Uh, Miami doesn't seem to have an answer for the inside presence that L.A. has. A.D. and Dwight. Especially, God, A.D.'s been so good. Yeah. It makes you wonder. One thing that came across my mind watching A.D. just dominate Miami in the first game was uh, – Maybe Golden State wants to rethink that trading that first-round pick. If James Wiseman can be anything like Anthony Davis and the way he looks so unstoppable, they might want to hang on to that that pick and, and go ahead and grab Wiseman. He might be a valuable player in this league if he's anything like Anthony Davis, which we don't really know yet. No, we don't. And there ain't a lot of people like Anthony Davis. Well, we don't know about Wiseman, That's but thing, Wy- Laddie, Wiseman right. would have gone to Kentucky. Laddie's right, though. There ain't a lot of guys like a- AD, and even if you can come close to a guy like AD yeah. and James Wiseman, you might want to think about keeping that dude. Otherwise, you're not going to have an but then answer again, in the But West. then again, hmm? but you also like maybe steer away from what you do. They play small ball, and they rock and roll. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Frank, Frank Vogel tried doing this shit in Indiana, and he had Roy Hibbert. Dude, Roy Hibbert ain't fucking AD. You know no, what I'm saying? No. He's got his – now he's got his guy with the balls, LeBron James. Now he's got his big center that actually pull out and hit threes, which is fucking unstoppable, you know? So that's why Frank Vogel works in Los Angeles because of who that is. I, I, I don't think that Golden State needs to steer away from what they do. I just think it was a bad fucked up year, and I think any other time they could beat the shit out of the Lakers if they're all healthy, to be honest. <laughs> You might be right. You might be right, but you, know, you want that insurance. Like I, said, I mean, I mean, that James Wiseman picks badass, but the whole point is that can these players fit into your system, right? So you may have to miss somebody. It's like when the draft comes. What does your team need? Well, guess what? This is a system that we run. James Wiseman's a badass player. We may draft the motherfucker and then end up selling the rights to him to somebody. That's cool, but does he fit our system? I think that they take somebody like him, you fuck up that system. Right. They don't play with the big man. They just don't play with the big man. But you're kind of wrong there because remember Andrew Bogut? Yeah. He was integral to that first championship run. He was the guy that stopped all the Western Conference bigs. He stopped Mark. He stopped everyone. Yeah. 
uh, I, 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 you, you I don't have, know. I mean, you gotta I have somebody to lean on down there. I didn't see him as you, you got it. Whatever well, it's part of the game, but see, but like, I mean, I, I didn't see him as that was his job. I, I, I thought his job was just clean up the bullshit around the rim and then pass it out to one of their shooters. You know what I'm saying? I didn't think I mean, him as a defensive president at all. At all, he did but, a lot of that, but you need a guy to protect the paint. I I I, I get that. I get that. If Wiseman's that dude, and you can actually have him come out, and you put a stretch five out there, hit and piece, that's game over right there. Yeah. Every one of your player is good at threes. Yeah. I bet the I bet I bet Wiseman's hitting that right now. Now I, I see what you're Probably. saying. If they run it like that, I well, they're good. I just think Shit, that to make his game better. What I think is everybody in the West needs to find an answer for AD right now. And if you don't, you're going to be fucked. I don't think they have one. Though. Oh, it, I don't think they have a, one. Well, no, just, like wait, the, just wait till they get one more good player. No, I like like what Jeff's saying, like that the Lakers are more than likely going to win this championship. Yeah. And that the Warriors should be thinking, what do we do? Who can we put on AD that's going to be able to keep up with them, at least defensively, not be able to keep up with them offensively because the Warriors don't need to worry about keeping up with anybody offensively. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel, I feel what you're saying. I'll tell you this. I'm convinced right now that Memphis, I'm convinced more than ever right now that Memphis needs to keep Valanchunas and Jaron Jackson forever. Like, Jaron is like an AD type guy. And if that's your can, new uh, Mark and Zebo, if he can grow into anything close to AD and just kind of counterbalance what the Lakers are doing. I mean, you got to think that way. You got to think about what if we do make the Western Conference Finals? You got to be ready. Like, what are the best teams doing? Uh, obviously, that's where you get the term copycat league, but you have to be planning yeah. for, like, who's the best? All right, how do we counteract that? How do we keep up with that? You have to you have to kind of think that way. Otherwise, what the fuck are you doing? Just trying to win a few regular season games? So the, the Grizzlies have Valanciunas... Uh, next, they have next year for 15 million, and then the following year for 14 million, all guaranteed. So they'll have Valanciunas. Yeah, but I hear what you're saying that the Houston, the Houston experiment kind of went sideways. Right. And you want to have a a good big guy. Yeah, I mean, take a look at game one on Wednesday. Dwight Howard started the game, so that means you got Dwight and AD out there to start the game. It left Jay Crowder guarding Anthony Davis. And right. Crowder, you I'm mean, sorry, but he's just not big enough. No, it's like having Robert Covington out there on stilts. Yeah. It, Crowder and AD hit the first shots of the game. Guess what? They were both threes. What was interesting about this game was Miami has had great starts pretty much the entire series so far. Miami was up 23-10 to 10 halfway through the first quarter. And that was like exactly what happened in the third game, but... We'll get to that. But, um, I mean, L.A. called timeout. It's 23 to 10 with six minutes through timeout Lakers. At that point, Bam and Braun came out. Miami appeared to go really small, and the Lakers just dominated them. The Lakers came back and led by three by the end of the first quarter. Basically, what I was saying is they don't have an answer for those bigs in L.A. No, they don't. I think it's pretty fucking wild. This is uh, Iggy's sixth consecutive finals game. Memphis should have kept him. <laughs> they should have kept him. They should have kept mm-hmm. 
Just so he couldn't play for a title contender? No, just so Memphis can go to the damn finals. <laughs> You're missing my point. When you guys see uh, Alex Caruso out there, do you think he'll get cherry-picked from the Lakers? You think anybody will sign him to, like, a bunch of money? <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to say. Know. Do you remember uh, Matthew Della Vadova? Yes, and then yeah. you get that huge fucking paycheck from Milwaukee, from right? Milwaukee, yeah. Yeah, after playing with... Uh, Braun and Bronny. Clark. Yeah, and Cleveland. Dude, he got something like eight years, 60 something million dollars. He got a lot of money. Well, not eight years. It was. Dude, he got four years, was, 60 million or some shit. It was 35 years, $200 million. He made a lot of money. He signed like an outrageous deal at the time. I'm going to look this thing up, dude, because I was like, are you kidding me? And just because just he was the. He, wasn't he the. He, he was a starting point guard on that team, wasn't he? Yeah, in in Cleveland, and he played. Have you ever had an Australian well. friend? They're they're worth keeping around. You might as well pay him. He, where is it? I'm pulling it. He up. signed a four year, thirty eight million dollar deal. Yeah, he was rich. <laughs> he got paid. Yeah, so that was Delavidova. He signed that massive deal. I could see somebody like Caruso getting picked off that team to like a big deal like that. Caruso's got one more year on his deal. Next year, for two million only, only two million seven hundred fifty thousand. I could totally see that happening again. Like somebody's gonna try to steal Caruso for big money that he's not worth. You think he's worth that? Worth big money? It's hard to say, man. I mean, he, he's, he he's good? a good basketball player. Is he good because LeBron's there and nobody like he can get away with more because the attention's not on him, or is he good because he's good? Tough call there. Man, not next season, but the season after 2021-2022 for the Lakers. They have a player option for LeBron, and that's like it. They are so wide open. They're still going to be playing. They're still going to be paying Luol Deng. I can't believe that Luol Deng contract. And they'll be paying uh, Kyle Kuzma, who has a qualifying offer. And that's it. That's the only players on the roster two years from now. For the Lakers. It's fucking Dang, who's not there, and Kyle Kuzma and LeBron. That's so crazy. Although, I'm not sure. The Lakers may be able to extend a bunch of these guys. Danny Green makes $15 million a year. <laughs> I did not realize his contract was that big. Holy shit. Who signed him to that? Anyway, you want to get back to the game? Rob Lowe signed him to that. Palinka. So yeah, let's talk about basketball. Let's go back to game one. Early in the second quarter, Solo came into the game. Oh, man. Solo. He was guarding LeBron. How do you think that went? I've liked Solo. I've liked Solo and I've liked Crowder. I think they're not getting as much recognition as they should. Around this time, Jeff Van Gundy started talking about how records shouldn't transfer from team to team. And this was something that kind of sparked my interest. It started because Rondo, Rajon Rondo would be the second player to ever win a title for the Celtics and the Lakers. And the first guy was a Minneapolis Laker. And Van Gundy said something about, like, records shouldn't transfer after a team moves cities. Okay, I can, I can dig That's that. crazy. Well, I have a different viewpoint on it. I think they should carry over. It's history. Van Gundy says it's not the same organization, but I think it is. 
Like an organization is an organization, whether they go through changes or not. So if you change your organization name, it's still the same organization. If you move cities, it's still the same organization that did those things. So you're saying if House of Hula Hoops move from, <laughs> let's assume they're in Seattle because they're probably in Portland. Uh, if they move from Portland or Seattle to, let's say, Louisville, Kentucky, they're still the House of Hula Hoops. Yeah, because it just happened within the organization. When the Grizzlies moved from Vancouver, they didn't just like dissolve the team and then start over. All the, uh, the owners came over, the players came over, the coaches came over. Everything came over. It really is the same organization. They just moved. You just mean to say that all the Stromiles came over. Right. It's the same organization, though. So wait, just because it so changed you're saying the doesn't whole make organization. It... What? Right. It, you're saying someone didn't buy them out. The whole organization um, moved over, so no one bought them out, so they should stay the same. Well, no, I'm saying that the records should carry over. Because it is the same organization. Oh, the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. Right, okay. Even yeah, though yeah. it morphed into something different, the history shouldn't just go away. The team wasn't dissolved. So, you know? So, like the Oilers and the Nashville right. Titans. It's the same organization. I think that brings up a really good point because it's a really good point. I think the records, I, was, I mean, I, I, I never really, I never thought about it. Well, the, the way it's set up, the records do carry over. And Van Gundy, I guess, has this like yeah. huge argument about like when it changes, when a team changes cities or changes names. Basically, like Seattle and Oklahoma, it's a new organization. It's a new organization is the Oklahoma Thunder. Well, what happens to Seattle? It's just gone. Um, yeah, that does bring up an interest, interesting point. What would happen? So if Seattle starts a new team and they call and they held the rights to the Supersonics. So Seattle could expand like the NBA could expand to Seattle and they could be the Seattle Supersonics. Like how do they do the records from there? Well, that's um, how they did Charlotte Hornets. The same thing with Charlotte Hornets. Remember they right. that's a whole new team. That's a whole new organization. Yeah. That's a whole new deal. So it like none of the old records transfer to the new Supersonics. No. No, same thing with the Browns. Remember, the Browns moved and became Baltimore Colts. Right. Or some shit like that, whatever. So anyways, when the Browns regained the Browns, I think that's a new start over. They still had the name and everything and the rights to all that. They bought all that shit, I think. But, but when they talk about the history of the Cleveland Browns, they probably talk about like the old Browns records, even though they probably shouldn't. Yes. Very strange. Yeah, there's a very, very gray area there. But Bo says, yes, you say it should be like a whole new organization and the records don't come over. Well, the Thunder, they didn't take the Supersonics, all that stuff stayed. Mm -hmm. I think, I guess. It's, but Durant you know, came know. over. <laughs> Durant didn't stay in Dur Seattle Dur and open a coffee shop. <laughs> Actually, he may have stayed in Seattle. We just don't know that yet. <laughs> he seems like maybe he left a little bit of himself there. but, But. You know, I don't know. That's that's interesting. I, I haven't really thought of it in what Van Gundy was saying, and then also what you were saying. Van Gundy just he just he just talks bullshit out of his ass anyway. I love him for um, it though. <laughs> to to back up, I, I guess 
what you said makes sense. And then what Van Gundy said was just, he was just like chatting. Yeah. yeah he's just, he's just blah, blah, not blah, blah, but he's just more, I'm going to say this cause I can say it. Yeah, that's fine. But I mean, he brings up a good point and that's, it sparked my interest. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I don't, yeah. I, I do wish the. I'm just looking, I just, go ahead. I was going to say, I do wish that the Grizzlies didn't have the same Vancouver name. I, I kind of don't like the Grizzlies name for Memphis. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. I don't know what the name could have been. Pros. Uh, well, the, yeah, that would have been, that would have been awesome. <laughs> the what? The old the ABA. Pros. Yeah, the pros, the old ABA team. Yeah, just keep it simple. I, I think it flows. I think Memphis Grizzlies, I think it flows. You're just so used to it. It's like the Los Angeles. Well, yeah, well, well, yeah, but it's the Los Angeles Lakers. Like, there's no fucking lakes in LA, but it flows. It sounds great. That's yeah. probably part of it. They were like, well, it sounds great. Los Angeles Lakers. Over. No, there's there are lakes. There are lakes in LA, laddie. They're 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 just the. the, <laughs> the Last week the, you said there weren't. No, they're. La- I've decided there are lakes in LA. They're the piss puddles on Skid Row. Row. Oh. And you you take them all together, uh, and it forms a lake of piss. Real nice, uh, Boyer. Anyway, <laughs> look. I don't know. But, I kind of th- I, I kind of like it, but. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I mean, I think like Grizzlies are fine. It's I just never like heard a of mas- it. I never thought it's of just it. a mascot. Like, there's no Raptors in Toronto. There's those. There's uh, certainly yeah, there no are. fucking Jazz in Utah. Where do you think the Raptors got their name? It was the the Michael Crichton Jurassic Park. The Lost Raptor. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, like organization. I'll just leave it at this. Organizations change over time, but it is still the same organization. They could probably start every team over, but where it's like you lose all the history. The Memphis Grizzlies will only be the Memphis Grizzlies, but the history of the Grizzlies goes will go always go back to Vancouver. Right. I mean, if they move, then it will be. They move. We'd be another. We'd just be on that list. Yeah, we would just be another ghost in the history. We're getting back to the game, though. It was pretty close. Pretty close game. Lakers had their biggest lead about halfway through the second. It was a six-point lead. Miami called time. Jimmy Butler rolled his ankle. The Heat were down 17. And I don't know if you saw that, but it looked really bad. It did look bad. He was definitely hurting. He's been able to play through it since, but I'm guessing he's got that thing like triple taped and shot up with cortisone or something i don't even know shut up with coffee yeah you got coffee in there so they were already hurting you know Mm -hmm. that was a 30 point swing for the lakers being down by 13 in the first quarter and then going up by 17 that's that's a big swing i noticed that Dragic was out to start the second half so Dragic apparently hurt his ankle too so now you've got Jimmy Butler hurt and Dragic is hurt. And this would go down as like the game of injuries. The Lakers, I mean, they just were dominating everywhere. On the matchups, I got some notes. The The Lakers were doing exactly what I thought they would do. They threw Dwight in at center, AD in at power forward. That put Bam on Dwight and a smaller defender like Jay Crowder on AD. This is Lakers' advantage all day. 
Jimmy and Braun are guarding each other. That's kind of like cancels each other out pretty much kind of. I mean, LeBron's versatility, his athleticism gives the Lakers the advantage there too. Mark Jackson, I mean, he says a lot of things, but one thing he said was Miami's too small. Bam got hurt, left the game halfway through the third quarter. I guess he hurt his shoulder or like his shoulder and neck. He hurt himself a couple times in this game and eventually had to leave the game. But both times, it was contact with Dwight Howard. Dwight's just playing him super aggressively. That kind of brought up Kelly Olenek off the bench. I don't know if you guys have been watching Olenek in this series, but he ain't been bad. I like him. He's Yeah, he's been killing it. I like that dude. He's, he's just – he's a good basketball player. He has some moments where he definitely – it's like, why is he out there? But – he is a good basketball player. I had given up on Olenek. I really had. The guy hasn't really done much in the regular season. He came in. I was I was hopeful he could be like a Dirk 2.0, but he just never really turned into that sweet shooter that I thought he could be as a big man. But you know what he did bring that I really noticed and appreciated right off the bat was the energy. He brought energy into the game immediately. Maybe it's just what I remember seeing, but I remember seeing him brick a bunch of shots. Like he wasn't flowing offensively, but he was hustling. He's hustling on defense. He's grabbing rebounds where he can. He's defending. He's defending AD. I think at one point in one of these games, I saw him block Anthony Davis. So the guy's bringing energy. He cares. He's trying. Olenek surprised me. Let's see, the injuries, I mean, Bam and Goran Dragic, we didn't know at the time in game one, but they would also be out for game two and three. Um, we found that out Sunday. I think Miami's hopeful they can get Bam back for game four, but it doesn't look like Dragic is making any ground. I'm not sure. That's just a big blow for Miami. Those are key players in their eight-man rotation that are just out. But Miami has had players step up into the rotation that have actually played pretty well. Kendrick Nunn, like I've wa- I've loved watching him play, but that's mostly for the other games. Somebody asked me a question the other day that I thought was pretty interesting. Let's see what you guys think. Somebody asked me, when is LeBron going to retire? What are your thoughts on that? Not this year. Not next year. How long can he play? You look at guys I guess like Vince Carter, I, you know? Well, how long can he – so how long can he play at this the level he's playing at, which is peak LeBron? Mm-hmm. And then how long is he comfortable playing at less than peak LeBron? Right. And how long does less than peak Le- LeBron last? Right. Like do the wheels just completely fall off? Or I think it, it looks like he could play two or three more years at this level. Yeah, it looks that way. I think I mean he's he's spry like just like just steals dunks you know I don't think that like last game game three's careless turnovers were any result of him being you know 35 years old I just think it was just that shit just happens in basketball I think a lot of that was just the Lakers looking at their 2-0 lead and all the injuries with Miami and just kind of maybe taking their foot off the gas a little bit yeah I think LeBron can play past 40. What runs into my mind is who's not going to sign him? (laughs) (laughs) Who's going to look at 
whatever money his agent wants and be like, nah, we don't we don't want LeBron. Like the face of the league. Like the best player for the last two decades. Right. He's like, I would compare him to like a Brett Favre or a Tom Brady. Like Tom Brady's gonna play football as long as he fucking wants. And so did Brett Favre. Yeah, he's like, I kinda think LeBron wants to go for six rings, man. Yeah. I kinda think LeBron I, I think LeBron I think physically he if he stays healthy, I think he might be able to get six rings. I literally do. I think if he wins this one, this would be four, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they keep AD again next year as well. That give be five. I think he could mm-hmm. play for at least three more years. And if he wins two out of well, he'd have to win. Yeah. If he wins two out of the next three years championships, he's tied Jordan. And every Pat, he beat Kobe. He's still he's still rocking LA and he brought LA two more championships. I think he might be trying to play to 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 six rings. Oh well, yeah. I, that's definitely something he's looking at is Jordan. Jordan yeah. everybody talks I don't about think he's Jordan. gonna come out and say it. Everybody talks about Jordan because of the rings. Like Kobe only had five. Rest in peace. Nobody gets more than six in the modern NBA era. Like, Jordan capped it. So if he gets more than six, that kind of puts another another level to his greatness. Your king's greatness. Right. And he knows that. I'm telling you, man, I was kind of thinking, yeah, I think he's, I think he's secretly, he's not going to tell people that he, that's what he wants, but I think he's going to be like, yeah, you've compared me to him my whole career, yeah. and guess what? I tied the dude. I tied the dude. And I, I think that's why he went to L.A. I think for his future and being creative when it comes to movies and television and all that kind of stuff that he's going to get into. And also, I think that, hey, he thinks that L.A. is willing to throw the money out to do it. Shit, let me see if I can go win him two rings. I think the only thing that stops him or slows him down is if he starts getting hurt. Often it takes a really bad injury. I mean, that's what happened with Kobe. He just started getting hurt all the time. It wasn't that Kobe couldn't play. It's his body just couldn't do it anymore. Th- I mean, think about this. Kobe scored 60 points in his last game. Which was awesome. He could have kept playing, but he was getting these bad injuries. You know, his Achilles went out. His, he couldn't keep it going. Yeah, but he – but the years – right. But leading the years leading up to that, he was worse than LeBron is right now. Yeah, True. LeBron, he's also, LeBron's really good at staying out of harm's way, it seems, typically. He's a savvy player. And with his playmaking ability and the way he can shoot the three now, I think he definitely can play into his 40s. And and maybe he'll just be chasing those rings. Maybe they'll be still building teams around him. It does come down to his health, though. And Even if he can only play 30 games a season and then – Makes a playoff run every year. I mean, dude, teams are going to fucking pay him. Like, if he wants to do it, no team is going to. There's never going to be a time where he's, like, last-ditch effort in Memphis. Like, top-tier teams are always going to sign him as long as he wants to play. Oh, you're just for the about Allen Iverson, huh? Yeah. Just for the jersey sales alone, I mean, it's worth it for him to play in Madison Square Garden or something or whatever. I don't think there will ever be a time where he's forced out of the league because no team wants him. I agree. I agree. I think. I think. I think he's. 
think he'd be good enough to do it, man. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's the injuries that, that get him. I was looking at Kobe's basketball reference just now. And at age 34, he was he averaged 27 points a game on 46% shooting. And then I guess age 35 is when he tore his Achilles. And then after that, his last season at age 37, he he shot 35% from the field for the season at 17 and a half points. And the Lakers were no good that year. So it was, I don't know, I'm still like having a hard time with the, the whole Kobe thing. It's just like, I really never liked him as a, as a player. I never liked the Lakers, but like him dying like he did is just like, I, I still can't wrap my head around it. It's just, it's insane. I agree. I, yeah, I just, you thought that would be the most fucked up thing in 2020, huh? Yeah. yeah, I'm still, I'm still having just, I mean, I, you know, like I said, like I, I've seen him play a bunch of times, and always thought of him as a villain, and, and like, and I still like, at this point, I'm like still cannot wrap my head around the whole thing, and it still like gives me a knot in my stomach. Just, I just don't know what to say about Kobe, man. I understand. I, I, I kind of agree with what you're saying. Like, I always. You know, it was uh, back in the day, how do I explain it? You either liked like uh, Marvel or DC or Shaq or Kobe or, you know, mm-hmm. and it was going to things. And a lot of people were like, yeah, I do like Marvel and I like Shaq, <laughs> you know, and right. it was always you kind of associated it with Kobe with, you know, you know I, I think you said villain. I think that was like, like a perfect word. And then, but you're like, because I think he grew up in the social media area, era. Mm-hmm. And Jordan didn't. I think if you could listen to everything Jordan said, because if you listen, to, if you watch that documentary, Jordan was a badass and he talked shit to everybody. So I kind of, yeah. so I, I think that the technology and that made Kobe look like that. But I, I agree, I saw him the exact same way. I wanted him to lose when I'd go to Grizzly games, dude, and and they're playing the Lakers. The whole eighty percent of that fucking FedEx form is all wearing yellow. I know. Well, yeah. <laughs> The Kobe thing is going to take time to get over. He was in like it or like him or not. He was in everybody's lives. Anybody that watched basketball, he was a fixture. It's going to take time. And I'd be surprised if the league doesn't keep doing more things in his memory. But anyway, for the sake of time and getting through what we've got to cover today, let's get back to the game. So... One thing I noticed was in the fourth quarter of game one was 745 left in the game. L.A. was up 20. Solo came in and got his first points of the playoffs. So I'll drink to that. Yeah. Well, anyway, L.A. held the lead, won the game by 18, 98-116. Jay Crowder was really good and has continued to be a super good player in this series. And in the bubble as whole. He just contributes. It doesn't always show up in the box score. He's one of those guys, you know. In that game, the young guys like Kendrick Nunn and Tyler Hero, I mean, they both, Nunn had 18 points in that game. Five rebounds. Tyler Hero had 14 points. These guys are contributing. Nunn is so efficient, though. Eight of 11 from the field. I like Kendrick Nunn. I am in on this dude. What do you guys think about Kendrick Nunn? He was kind of out of the rotation mm-hmm. in the bubble, but he's good. I mean, Miami's getting those dudes that can shoot and play 
you know, as I put it, legible defense. Miami's impressive. What can I say? He's a 25-year-old rookie. Yeah. Well, he's got some weird. He's not your average 19-year-old rookie, you know? Yeah, but he had some, like, sexual assault thing. I look at his presence on the court and um, just his demeanor, and uh, I believe in him. I don't know why. I think he's a player. He's averaging 15 points a game, almost three rebounds, three assists a game. I think he's going to be a player in the league. Kendrick Nunn. I like him. I don't know about his sexual history. You do, though. <laughs> well, he's, that's that's why he never that, – that that was kind of his – why do, he's 20, 25 25-year-old rookie. What do you do? I think – I don't know, man. Like something in Illinois where he played college. I don't want to uh, – you know, what, what, what did he do? What didn't he do? You know, it's all – you know – did something he wasn't supposed to. Inappropriate, whatever. Guilty to misdemeanor battery. Wow. Domestic I'm trying violence. To read the story, but yeah, you can't be beating up on the women. After hitting a woman, yeah, pushing her to the floor and pouring water on her during an argument. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, he got All out. Right. Of, he got out of control there. Anyway, at the end of game one, it appeared the Lakers were poised to win the tournament. <laughs> let's move on game two wednesday first thing i notice miami is starting myers leonard and tyro hero no bam no Dragic. lakers have favored 9.5 on the game first half lakers are up 14 80's just fucking rolling he's got 24 points only missed one shot with about eight minutes to go in the third quarter Hey, Miami showed more fight in this game, game two. Kelly Olynyk had 24 points in this game. Jimmy Butler had 25. He killed it. Yeah, Olynyk. Here he is. He's getting some rebounds. He's getting a lot of fouls, but that's to be expected. He had that one sequence where, what did he, like, he, try, he like, got a rebound, drove it down court, and did a post-up, and... Missed the post up on a fast break, which made no sense, and then the turned around like and won somebody else. I was like, "What the fuck?" Are you? Solo played one minute, got no points, but Crowder, you know his usual self: twelve points, seven rebounds, couple dimes, just being effective on the court. Duncan Robinson, where has he been? Does anybody else feel like he just hasn't really been there for Miami in this series? Did you see? You know what his plus minus was in game two? I got it. Negative 21. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Ouch. He is not he's a little he's a little different right now. Yeah, he seems like he's been struggling. He's if he's not careful careful, he's gonna play himself out of that big contract he's got coming his way. Yeah, I agree for sure. Well, getting back to to it, uh yeah. Lakers were only up about ten points with six minutes left in this game. Jimmy was playing really good. That's about the time I started really noticing Kendrick Nunn's impact in the game. What did he get? He ended up with 13 in the game. Three rebounds, three assists. Getting to the line. He had six free throws. I mean, he's getting to the line. That's good. You like that. I just like I like his demeanor. He seems poised on the court. But in this game, Miami really never got over the hump. The Lakers are getting all the offensive rebounds. The Lakers have dominated in rebounding period 
Miami ended up losing 114-124. A lot of high scoring in that one. The Lakers had, if I remember right, over 100 points after three quarters. Both teams only scored 21 points in the fourth quarter. I think Miami had a chance to win with Kelly Olenek. I think he's I think he's good. I think he's a big body that can go up against the uh, AD, so I think that's exactly what they need. So I was pretty impressed with him, and I thought they had a chance to win, but, man, the two good. LeBron had it, man. He looked like he was ready to win from the, from the fucking mm-hmm. tip-off, you know? And that was kind of a hard thing to do, but I thought they were definitely going to succeed. I think that that Duncan Robinson kid, he has been a no-show. Nobody knows where he is. He doesn't even know where the fuck he's at right now. But I do like Andre Iguodala coming off the bench and scoring some points and getting some playing time a little bit, you know? Mm. Yeah, he's getting minutes. I mean, this was the LeBron and AD show. They both had over 30 points. And yeah, it's Bron's getting all the dimes. Uh, almost had another triple-double. It's the LeBron and AD show on this one. And Rondo, I mean, look at this guy. 16 points, 10 assists, 4 rebounds in about 26 minutes. Rondo's been, he's been big off the bench. Uh, There's not much you can say. I mean, Kuzma is just contributing where he can, playing about 20 minutes there. That was the AD Bron show. They they were going to win that game the whole time, it seemed like. Game two. Bo, you got any takes on that? Uh, I thought Miami, they in the fourth quarter, they wanted to try and make a run, but they were just kind of out of gas at that point. LeBron and AD were too much, and like you said, Rondo was playing good, and they just couldn't. Despite Jimmy Butler's best efforts, they just could not get it together. Yeah, Miami had a good third quarter. The first two quarters, L.A. just, I mean, they dominated. They won each quarter. Well, yeah, Miami had a good quarter of the third, but... LA scored 35. You're not going to catch them doing that. And then the fourth quarter, each team scored 21. Mm-hmm. So after game two, it looked like everybody's saying, oh, the Lakers might sweep. Miami's got no chance. They've got injuries. Butler's hurt. Who knows what you're going to get out of him? And Dragic, bam, they're both hurt. Yeah. It was a lot of favorable Laker things being said. But. You can't count Spolstra and Pat Riley out. Those guys, I mean, they're not just going to give up. Jimmy Butler's not going to give up. He doesn't play to lose ever. No. Sunday night was game three. Jimmy Butler in his pregame interview seemed very optimistic. Uh, Rachel Nichols said he had bounce in his step. He talked about rebounding, getting back on defense. Miami jumped out to an early lead again, just like game one. It just looked like Miami was playing harder in this game. This is the game that Jimmy Butler ended up getting 40 in, a triple-double, 13 dimes, 11 rebounds, two blocks, two steals. I mean, that's a solid-ass line from Jimmy Butler. Jay Crowder, again, with 12 points, got himself eight rebounds. Robinson hit a couple threes. He's three of ten from three. I just don't get it. This guy, what, what happened? Is he not built for the playoffs? Or is he getting the ball in bad spots, not where he wants it, and taking bad shots? I don't know. It seems like some of his shots have been really off. Um, Olenek had big minutes again, 31 minutes, 17 points, 7 rebounds. Olenek, who would have thought? I mean, this guy was – he wasn't even playing in the playoffs. 
at all. He was a non-factor. And now all of a sudden, I mean, he might as well have been Udonis Haslam. And now all of a sudden, he's a big-time player. It just shows how ready he was and how prepared Miami keeps their players. Tyler Hero, he's playing all right in this one. Solo got himself three points on a three-point make, four minutes played in the game. Just keeping an eye on Solo. I like Solo. Me too. I like Solo. He looks a little homeless, but... He's hustling out there, though. He's doing things that don't show up on the box score. He really is. defensive. Whether it's defensively or just giving a guy a quick rest. Solo. He'd been out there hustling for sure. They held AD to 15 points in this game. I mean, Braun did pretty average Braun things, but just a good game for Miami. Rondo had a stretch again in this one at the end where he really tried to bring the Lakers back to win this one. But in the end, uh, the lead, the Miami lead was just too much for him, and Miami won the fourth quarter and just kind of sealed the deal. But there was a minute there where it looked like Lakers had a chance. It got close, and Rondo was just all over the place, just playing like a spry young Rondo was awesome young guy. I like Jimmy Butler yeah. doing his. You know, that was his statement game. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, he was so optimistic at the beginning of the game you knew something was up like he was feeling a little better maybe with the ankle maybe he had some Mm -hmm. good treatment they had some rest yeah that was his statement game that was the game where earlier i had said we hadn't seen a game where jimmy butler had taken over like mj would or like lebron has been and uh, Mm -hmm. i think that was uh that was kind of jimmy's takeover game where he just kind of took things into his own hands and that's what it's going to take. Like Damian Lillard in the playoffs, that's what it's going to take. Yeah. I like that game. I mean, I, I, I think that Jimmy Butler, man, he, he's, he's a beast, dude. He proved me completely wrong. You know, he's, that, he's that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was completely, completely dumbfounded by him. <laughs> I didn't like him. I didn't like his attitude. I thought he was a guy who was going to disrupt the locker room. But when you kind of look at it, the guy's going to push you harder and make you win. So I was like, uh-huh. wow, okay. And I, I like those kind of dudes. Yeah. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm completely impressed with them, whatever. But uh, you're right. That's the statement game saying, hey, man, we're here. We're not going anywhere. But then again, you had to score 40 points with a triple-double. They fucking win it. So <laughs> you can do that for the rest. <laughs> can he do it you know next game? You, yeah. Just remember, you have to do that every game you play them, dude. So it's either you better bring it and you, you can. I just don't think it's going to last. They won. It wasn't a close game. Every game in this series has been like a 10-point win where it's like we haven't had like a last-second shot or anything. We haven't seen a super like competitive finish. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of been like a safe win for either side at the end of the game. I'm kind of waiting for that one. Like when's the fucking – when's it going to be like who gets the ball at the end of the game with the Lakers or something? We haven't seen that. Right. It's been double-digit wins where it's like at the end of the game, you're just like, all right, well, they've, they just handled their fucking business in the fourth quarter and won the game. Like It hasn't been think, super exciting. What? Do you think Miami's going to win another one? Yeah, I do. I'm buying in uh, after what I saw in game three. Bo, what do you think? They win another one? I say no. I think it's still Lakers in five. 
I think LeBron was pissed. I think LeBron left, stormed yeah. off the court. Yeah, didn't stay in. And that's a good point. I, I, I just he don't think he was like, dude, I'm done. They could get Bam back, um, and not have to play Miles Leonard, who was okay on defense. I think he gave he. I think Miles Leonard gave uh, those L.A. Laker bigs a little trouble. I think he kind of gave them a taste of their own medicine. He's, he's out, good. Yeah. He's out there putting his arms on folks and not making it and making it difficult. I think Miami's got more up their sleeve. I think Jay Crowder could be in for a, a big game somewhere. Iggy is doing great things on defense, as much as I hate to say it. He's good, yeah. The Miami could get Bam back. That's a real possibility. I think he'll play in the next game. I think he was disappointed he couldn't play in this one. Game three. You keep AD, keep AD to 15 points. You might have something. Yeah, I want to see the series continue. I want to see it continue. But I kind of think just with LeBron, he's good. Plus, LeBron want to go home. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Miami's three hours from – yeah, Miami's three hours from Orlando. You know what I'm saying? LeBron want to go home. He's been sitting there for a long time. I'm sure his family showed up. They're like, Daddy, we got to get the fuck back. Let's go. Come on, in this so we can go home. Just the look on his face. That's why he left. He was like, man, we could have just ended this thing. We did. So <laughs> yeah. let's regroup. Let's regroup. Let's regroup. Let's go in this in this thing. I need to go home. I need to end an out burger and it don't have him in Florida. <laughs> he thinks Braun just wants to go home, so he'll try harder. All right. Well, I think he's just tired. I think it I think did. I think everyone's yeah. literally tired with everything that's going on in the entire world, you know, right now. And I think it's just it's, I think everyone is mentally exhausted, and I think those basketball players are physically exhausted. Yeah, I mean, and I think LeBron, with everybody on that team, they're so powerful and they're so good. They're going to be like, "Fuck it, let's just hurry up in these two. I mean, <laughs> I mean, hell, dude, like Jimmy Butler shot more free throws than LeBron and Anthony Davis combined in that game. Wow, that says something. That's about going to the rack and wanting it and taking those hits. He's good. He's impressed me, man. He really has. I thought he was a piece of shit, but he's really, really impressed me. <laughs> it's about time you figure it out, brother. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, it's just kind of it's one of those things. Just like I you just weren't paying attention. You didn't realize you didn't realize that you didn't realize that Minnesota was absolute trash for years until Jimmy got there and then they made the playoffs. And as soon as he leaves, they're out of the playoffs. They're absolute garbage right now. Yes. I Yes. Yeah, but yeah, but 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 also same thing the, with the Chicago. East still, huh? the, the East was weak too. The East is still weak. Like I mean, yeah. But the basketball in the playoffs has been better on the East side than the West side. I think so. Uh, uh, Denver. I don't think. I doubt that. I totally disagree with that. I I thought it was more interesting personally on the East with Boston and Miami, Milwaukee. That's mostly just because I didn't want to watch Laker games. I think. I don't know. I, the whole thing, the whole Jimmy Butler thing is that I, it, is, uh, Jimmy Butler, I just kind of, when, when I saw that dude play, I always thought I, maybe is he the cancer that's killing something. Now, granted, I remember he, he's been, he's been around for a minute and then yes, he went there. But then when he went to Philly, I'm like, all right, he may have just killed this. Or there may have been too many strong personalities in that locker room. You know, um, but it just kind of made me look like this dude is, a, he's a good ball player, but he may be a locker room killer I think that it, was my opinion on it dude right I think in Philly the problem was that they had Brett Brown was the problem and 
he botched that whole situation where Jimmy Butler felt like he had to fucking like be the coach. He had to stand up and call people out and tell people what was up where the coach was just trying to be everybody's buddy. I think a lot of that was coaching in Philly and Jimmy Butler probably did the right thing. Just getting the fuck out of there. But now yeah, they got Doc, so who knows what's going to happen because Doc ain't going to be Brett Brown. Like, those players that are still in Philly, like Embiid and even Ben Simmons, but a lot of those role players and shit, like, they're in for a, a rude awakening, I think, in Philly, those players. Like, the culture's about to change. Doc don't play no shit. That's what I think. Doc's about to be Jimmy, Jimmy Butler in Philly. Good cop, bad cop, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like what Lionel Hollins did in Memphis. Like, mm-hmm. he, there's no buffet and no – he's like, this isn't a country club or whatever he said. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Get back to your roots. Does anybody have anything before we go? Yeah, uh, I'm going to talk about this real quick. About uh, This is hilarious. Have you seen that there is the fans of the Lakers made a petition about Kyle Kuzma? And they're saying that, like, all right, and the petition is Kyle Kuzma should not get a ring if the Lakers win the NBA championship. (laughs) (laughs) Laker fans fans are saying this. Yes. And they're saying that he's just, they're just saying he hasn't contributed, he hasn't done shit. That's not his thing. No, 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 no. He had 19 points in game three. They don't give a shit what he had. They said <laughs> that he has not been doing anything. And <laughs> it's, 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 everyone else is, is doing so much more than him. And he's just kind of skating by. So out of 1,500, now this was the other day. I'm sure it's passed, but out of 50, they only wanted 15 signatures and they already got 1,413 signatures. And that was the other day. So I guarantee you they got them. Such a small I know they number. Got <laughs> Such a tiny yeah, number. Yeah, yeah. But that's what makes it funny. Do you know what I'm saying? There's like 1,500 people out here that are like, no, you don't get a ring. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. <laughs> While Deion Waiters is going to get a t- – Deion Waiters gets a ring no matter who wins the championship. People don't so. want this guy to get one. That's hilarious, dude. I bet you – I with the Deion Waiters thing, I bet you the Miami organization, if they win it, votes not to give him a ring since he was on the opposing team. Oh, yeah. It, there's no oh, yeah. way. There no, there's no way they're but, like, yeah, Dion, you were such a good player for us until you played for the team that we beat. Right. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't see them voting for, like, Dion Waiters being a huge contributor in Miami. I don't know. Well, he's he he's he's expected to get one, and we don't know if Kyle Kuzma is going to get a ring. That's all I'm saying. Fifteen hundred fifteen hundred people don't want him to get a ring. Like that's hilarious. Oh, that's great. That's a yeah, that's, that's a awesome. funny story. Yes, thank you, Kyle Kuzma. We love you. Bo, you got anything before we go? I just want to remind everybody out there to wear your mask and brush your hair. Brush your hair, like Jeff Van Gundy's daughter. Brush your hair. That's right. That was funny when he said that. She brushed her hair. Like, come on. Come on, coach. Dude, he's like, uh, Van Gundy's don't brush our hair. We don't have hair. <laughs> I I agree with you with the masks. Wear your masks. 
It's not only for yourself, but the people around you. Duh. Real quick, Borat 2 comes out October 23rd on Amazon Prime. Oh. I'll be watching that. It looks hilarious. In this one, he gets recognized, so he has to start wearing disguises. It looks fucking hilarious. And then uh, I saw this really good uh, John Belushi documentary comes out late in November. So that's something else to look out for. That could be really good, too. Nice. But other than that, I would say I hope you register to vote. I think today was the last day to register in the state of Tennessee. I already voted. If you voted already, then don't fucking worry about it. But if you need to vote still, like I do, please make the effort and vote. Please wear your masks. Even if you are the only one in the fucking room that feels like you need to wear a mask, wear it. Maybe you'll change the opinion of some other people that are thinking alternatively. We're going to watch some more games this week, huh, guys? Absolutely. All right. Mm-hmm. This could be the last week. It could finish this week. This could be the end. So might as well watch them and try to make the best of them. Laddie, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Bo, thanks yeah, for staying man. up late with us. I know you yeah. got another busy day tomorrow. Me and Laddie ain't doing shit tomorrow, so whatever. <laughs> right. I love I love how the tables have turned. I had to be up early now, but I was like, dog, I got to go to bed. Dude, I gotta go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're gonna stay we're gonna stay on the phone and just talk. That's all we're gonna do. Yeah, yeah. Laddie. Jealous? I'm coming over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, till next Come week. Come on over. <laughs> Come on over. It's totally cool. I'll be. Uh, I'll totally open the door when you get yeah, here. Yeah, I'll be up, dude. Yeah, right. No, the best part is I literally passed out last week. That was fantastic. I yeah. literally passed the fuck out. That was great. Yeah, you get a pass. I mean, I'm sorry. Look, I get <laughs> it. Hey, I want you to be you, man, and nobody else. I don't care what you do. That was great. Just huh? I'm like, Laddie's asleep. Nope, no, I'm not, man. I was out. <laughs> All right, I'm calling it. Oh, I, uh, Thanks dang. everybody for listening. We appreciate you. You don't understand. I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers.